What's up, everyone? Welcome to the latest episode of Note to Scene. This week, we got some news from Escape the Fate, Mod Sun and Avril Lavigne, a radio rundown, and a deep dive on the story of the ultimate emo mashup album you completely forgot about. You can listen to the official Note to Scene radio show over at 94.3 The X every Saturday night from 8 to 10 p.m. local time. If you want to check it out and you're not in the area, you can download the station's app. Just search 94.3 The X in the App Store and tune in this Saturday. As always, you can listen to the songs mentioned during this episode on the Note to Scene Spotify playlist. And if you have any comments, questions, or requests for deep dives, email me at notetoscene at gmail.com. Alright, so Escape the Fate released their new song, Not My Problem, which features Travis Barker on drums. Honestly, if it wasn't for the public credit, you'd never know Travis was on the song. I mean, he's not even playing in the video. But nonetheless, the song actually isn't terrible, and dare I say, it almost sounds like Diet This War Is Ours era. I know, it's sad that we're at the point where a diet version of their 2008 album is a good thing, but if you listen to the hook, I almost hear Ashley somewhere in there. I mean, listen, we're never going to get a classic Escape the Fate album again. They've blitzed any potential they had for that after multiple progressively shittier albums. For some reason, they actually stream really well, and it's not just their back catalog keeping them alive. It's just one of those random reverse scene instances where they can't sell worse shit, but they actually can stream. And they're signed to Better Noise still, which is the label to be on if you want to get rock radio play, which they have gotten over the last few albums. I haven't seen even a peep so far on this cycle, but we'll see. All in all, Not My Problem will pretty much just make you want to turn on This War Is Ours and relive 2008 all over again so I guess it's not all bad. Escape the Fate's seventh album, Chemical Warfare, will be released in April, so we're going to do their deep dive around that album. The full Ronnie dive will come when the next Falling album drops, but we'll get into his time with Escape the Fate during their dive too, so there's going to be some overlap, but that's alright. It makes the Ronnie dive a little less of a monster to put together. In other news, Mod Sun released a new song called Flames, which sees the return of Emo's Princess, Avril Lavigne, to pop punk. To be honest, I was a little disappointed in the song. I was hoping for more girlfriend vibes than Avril's more recent kind of mid-tempo piano ballads. It's not bad, I just feel like it was a missed opportunity for a true throwback banger through a 2021 lens. But apparently the two have more songs together, and she has even been working with MGK for her new album, so maybe we'll see a return to form for Avril later this year. Fingers crossed on that one. But back during the first iteration of the show, Matt and I teased the hell out of an Avril deep dive episode. I still have the notes from back then and would love to still make that happen. I've even had a couple people who are still around from those days hit me about it. I mean, maybe if I get enough people to tell me they want it, I'll do it around her new album. If it is a full-on Avril pop-punk album, that could also be one of the major label pushes we need for the genre. From what I hear, there are a lot of things moving behind the scenes, but with the pandemic still pushing so many things off, I'm a little worried we're going to miss this wave still. It's still early though, so we've got some time. 
All right, so on to the radio rundown. This week in our all-time low tracker update, we have Monsters jumping from 31 to 28 on Top 40 Radio, marking its first notable jump since it got on the chart. It's up over 37% in plays from last week. It's an incredibly positive sign for things to come. I mean, with gains like this, we'll be looking in on a top 10 hit by March, and that is just insane to think about. But one day at a time, we still got a lot of ground to make up. Over at Alternative Radio, we have a scene top two with Monsters at number two and IDK Howe still at number one. I mean, if you would have told me these were the top two spots at Alt Radio for the beginning of 2021 a year ago, I would have never believed you. Back over at Top 40, MGK and Black Bear climb one spot from 19 to 18, up over 10% in plays. It's pretty interesting. I mean, 2021 may bring us a world where an MGK pop punk song and an all-time low song are both in the top 10 on Top 40 radio at the same time. It's absolutely nuts. But over at Rock Radio, ACDC and the Foo Fighters have officially blocked I Prevail from what should have been a pretty easy number one for them. They drop from 3 to 6 this week and are down over 5% in plays. Asking Alexandria, on the other hand, has officially broken the top 10 with their song, They Don't Want What We Want. We've been documenting this song since it was submitted a few months ago. I think by the time it gets close to the top 5, ACDC and The Foo will be on their way out, so they might have timed it perfectly to get a number 1 here. I mean, remember, their record is number three, and that came with their last single, Anti-Socialist, so we'll see on asking. It might be the perfect storm for them. Bring Me the Horizon's Teardrops jumps from 18 to 15, which officially makes this song higher than Parasite Eve, and that's fantastic to see. I'm really excited to see how far up this one can get. Bring Me's U.S. rock radio record is actually number one with Throne, but their biggest since then was Mantra at number five. And since then, they haven't broken the top ten at all, but I got a good feeling about this one, though. And finally, Architects jump from 24 to 21 with Animals. It's up over 2% in plays, and it's a pretty safe bet we're going to break the top 20 with this one. Next stop after that is the top ten, and it is just so cool to be able to talk about Architects in this capacity. Okay, so on to this week's deep dive. Long story short, I'm working on a massive project and my main job to start off the year, and right now I'm scheduled to be done by February 1st, so a little under three weeks from now, but I really need my nights to get it done. So the podcast has taken a little bit of a backseat, but I still want to be putting out episodes, so my solution is just to do smaller dives over the next few weeks until I free up some more time for my main job. I know a lot of people want dives on the classics. I have a lot of Senses Fail and Silverstein requests. I promise those episodes are coming. It's just those decade-plus careers take a huge amount of time and research to put together, and I don't just want to half-ass them and leave a bunch of shit out. So we will get to those this year, along with Under Oath, a full AFI dive, Hawthorne Heights, Story of the Year, and tons other. But for now, I gotta knock out some smaller ones. I was debating either cute is what we aim for or just doing the drugs dive now, but then we ran a mashup story on the site this week and it jogged my memory of one of my favorite forgotten scene stories. Mashups used to be way more prevalent in the scene, even just as early as 2015. We used to dig them up on YouTube and post the good ones on slow news days back when we were at Alt Press. Y'all might remember the name Dr. Bricks. He was a pretty prominent figure back then. 
But way before this decade, there was an elusive electronica duo that put together the greatest emo mashup album of all time. When I bring this record up to people, they either instantly remember watching RuneScape playthroughs on YouTube with these songs as the soundtrack, or they've literally never heard of it before. Either way, nostalgia trip or completely new info, this is one of my favorite stories that has been lost to scene history. So in 2004, Chad Blinman and Trevor Keith started an electronic project called the Legion of Doom. So Chad and Trevor are both from a pretty notable SoCal punk band called Face to Face. They've both done some other things outside of that band, but Face to Face is definitely the most notable thing they've been a part of. So they formed Doom in 04, and the angle to the project was that they didn't reveal who was behind it. I was actually able to dig up this fantastic MTV article from 2005 where they interviewed either Chad or Trevor, and they said they wanted to, quote, de-emphasize the focus on who is really participating in this because some guys could get in trouble if they were found out. So I'm assuming that meant, one, they knew they were going to have some copyright issues with the projects they were working on, and two, they're two dudes from a 90s punk band making electronic music. Too many old heads in punk, that's traitor territory, which is the worst mentality you can have, but unfortunately a very real one. So they were scheduled to undertake a number of these specialized creative projects. The first thing they did was a little less of a special project. They produced Census Fail's cover of Suicidal Tendencies Institutionalized, which appeared on both the deluxe edition of Let It Unfold You and the soundtrack to Tony Hawk's American Wasteland. But after that, they put together an album of emo mashup songs called Incorporated. They worked on it throughout 2005, and it was finished in 2006. But there were multiple bands who had songs included on the record that didn't want their mashups to come out. For example, the intro track is called I Know What You Buried Last Summer, and combines Taking Back Sunday's You're So Last Summer with Senses Fail's Buried a Lie. Even though Legion initially just put the song up for free download on their website, Taking Back Sunday apparently did not want the song to be released. Before we unpack that, let's take a listen to the track. I still cannot get over how good these mashups sound to this day. But here's what the Legion said about the issue back in 2005. The ones we've released now are not authorized and not licensed, and we've already run into a wall with the people involved. Taking Back Sunday apparently didn't like us messing with their music in our way, and we anticipated this possibility. Not everyone is going to be thrilled to see us meddling with their work. 
Now, you gotta remember, they were doing this during Emo's commercial peak, and most of the songs they were working with were on major labels, and majors won't let you touch anything they own unless they're making the most money they can off of it. So they had to begin the process of clearing all these songs, and altogether on the album, they used 28 separate songs. At that point, they had put up three tracks. I Know What You Buried Last Summer, Dottie in a Car Crash, which combines Thursday's Understanding a Car Crash and the Get Up Kids' I'm a Loner Dottie, a Rebel, and then The Quiet Screaming, which combines Brand News, The Quiet Things No One Ever Knows, and Dashboard Confessionals' Screaming Infidelities. So those three were put up for free download and then taken down so Legion could get them properly licensed. Here's another quote they gave to MTV at the time. Everything on our record will be authorized. It's a fairly sophisticated arrangement you have to reach. You're dealing with so many different people, but we're doing it because we want it to be a real product sold in stores rather than just slipping it out over the internet. It would be great, we thought, if people could walk into stores and buy it and the people who wrote the songs could get paid too. So unfortunately, it ended up being wishful thinking because the process of getting everything they wanted licensed was too much. After delaying the album multiple times, they ended up just leaking it online through the various peer-to-peer file sharing networks of yesteryear. I've talked about this kind of mentality on the show before, and I think it ranges from examples of creative projects like this one getting shut down by the industry, all the way to co-writing in the songwriting world. Whether it's from the powers that be or a shitty mentality that only you can create your own art, we're stifling the creative process. Hip-hop has always been on top in terms of innovation and being open to collaborations, and it's one of the many reasons it's found its way to the top of the music industry, despite it also running into its fair share of clearance issues. But there is a mentality in rock music that only the artist should be able to create their own songs, and you shouldn't take from anyone or anything else. Cardi B's breakout hit, Bodak Yellow, was highly criticized because she imitated Kodak Black's flow from his song No Flockin'. What did Kodak do? He didn't call her out or have the label start a lawsuit. He hopped on a remix of the song. All I'm saying is, as a genre, we need to be more open to not playing by these antiquated rules that come from shitty elitist mentalities. Anyways, back to Legion. So they ended up just saying fuck it and they leaked the album themselves. They actually did manage to release physical copies later on through a controversial sampling label called Illegal Art. They became pretty infamous for all the lawsuits they got for the shit that they'd try to release. The few photos of the physical copies of this album that I have seen show completely different artwork and a pretty minimalist layout. If anyone listening right now has a physical copy of this album, please send me an email at notetoseen at gmail.com. I would love to talk to you about it. But aside from the history behind the record, this thing actually sounds incredible. I mean, they combined all the songs and put this industrial, almost Linkin Park Meteora production over it. They also included a lot of external sound bits, most of which are taken from the 1950 movie The Charming Couple. The biggest song from the album ended up being The Quiet Screaming, and for good reason. I mean, the bridge in it still gets stuck in my head to this day. Check it out.
They went full youth group and mashed up Underos It's Dangerous Business walking out your front door with Me Without You's January 1979, and they upped the tempo of Underos Hook, and it seriously makes you want to scream along like you're 16 again more than the original song does. Check it out. honest with everyone, I listened to the Legion's mashup of Alkaline Trio's Stupid Kid and Thrice's Kill Me Quickly before I ever heard either of the original songs. So anytime I've heard the originals, they actually feel wrong to me. Here's that one. three rappers on the album as well. Triune on the MCR and Static Lullaby song, Planet Asia on the Armor for Sleep and Hope's Fall song, and KRS-One on the Every Time I Die in Norma Jean song. I absolutely love this album and revisit with fond memories every time I happen to cross paths with it. Unsurprisingly, it's not available on any streaming services, but you can find all the songs on YouTube. Throughout the next week, I'm going to be uploading the mashed up music videos to most of the songs off the album to the Note to Scene Twitter in case anyone wants to check those out. I've found that if I can get some content to take off there, it actually drives a lot of foot traffic to the podcast, so I'm definitely going to have a big focus on the NTS Twitter in 2021. 
But outside of Incorporated, the Legion of Doom did a few random projects, like contributing to the soundtracks of multiple Underworld and Saw movies. They remixed Hawthorne Heights and Senses Fail songs for Underworld Evolution, and even remixed Slayer's Eyes of the Insane for Saw 3. They ended up releasing an entire album with the West Coast rapper Triune, who was on Incorporated, but other than those songs, they really didn't do much else. But I tell you what, if you remember this thing from back in the day, you know. This either completely overtook your radar or never even got close to it. Thankfully though, everything is still accessible today, so go give some of the songs a spin and pour one out for another story lost to scene history. Thank you so much for listening this week. Next week, we have the long-awaited deep dive on Destroy Rebuild until God shows. If you have any other questions for the show, email me at notetoscene at gmail.com. You can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow Note to Scene on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you enjoy the show, please drop a review on iTunes. I'd appreciate it very much. Until next week, stay safe, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.